0: Welcome to the PTMA podcast, really excited to bring you another bonus edition this week. Um, we have Stephen Devaney on, who is a subject expert on everything filming, editing, creating, social media. Steve has been uh, a very successful personal trainer, online coach, and has really transitioned his passion and his skills for filming, editing, social media over into a new business venture. Um, we talk about why video is so important for marketing for your PT and online coaching business. How as a new PT or coach or someone who is maybe transitioning over to doing more online marketing, how to overcome camera shyness, some really simple but really cool tips from steve on improving camera skills best practical video tools to use when it comes to applications and software um, and being more efficient with with your time how to repurpose content for emails and carousels and and using kind of longer piece format videos and being able to kind of repurpose that Um, And generally what type of content generates more attention, grabs people's attention online and helps nurture them and uh, gain that little bit of rapport and trust. So really, really amazing uh, chat with Steve. We're definitely going to get him back on. Um, Please jump over to Steve's Instagram. That's in the show notes. And if you get to the end of the podcast, I recommend you do because Steve is offering Um, A great little service to help any PTs out there um, from an editing and repurposing perspective. So he's a guy that can really help a tremendous amount of personal trainers with this side of their business. Um, You know, like anything, me and Anne always recommend outsourcing and getting the experts in their field to, to help you improve that level of content, improve that level of service. Uh, And Steve is 100% one of these guys to tap into. So really hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, Again, the questions that we go through will be in the show notes, as well as how you can get hold of Steve and get in contact with him. Um, Even if it's for a question or or a bit of advice, I'm sure he's going to be more than happy to to answer your question. So, um, So yeah, guys, enjoy this podcast. And uh, if you like it, if it resonates with you, please share it. Um, Drop us a review as well. That always helps to obviously get more people listening in. So, yeah, enjoy, guys. We got Stephen on because... He, he's an expert in, in what he does, um, specifically in the fitness industry as well and his connections to that. So um, loads of amazing info and tips and hints and content coming your way. So pen, paper, um, and also throw in any questions that you have also. But Steve, do you want to start off with, mate, uh, a little bit of an intro to yourself? Um who you are, what you
1: do, where you come from. Yeah, so I'm Steve. I'm a personal trainer of 12 years, uh, online coach for two. And video was kind of a bit of a passion for me, really. And when the pandemic hit this time, well, 18 months ago, I basically wanted to venture into video with the business, uh, but not step too far away from Um, the online coaching and the fitness side so now I own a business called Hasty Creative in which I create edit and repurpose video content for online coaches and online business owners and that's pretty much a roundabout thing with me really Um, it's a a passion a video now is a passion turned uh, business for me which has been amazing so far
0: awesome man are you still coach now
1: uh, yeah, I still do a little bit of coaching, yeah, um, but mainly, um, my main bulk of work in the business now is video, awesome. um, but as far as the online coaching goes, I got fully booked with Stu McKenzie um, about six months ago now, yeah. um, so that kind of was taken care of itself and gave me the capability to actually expand the video side of the business, which has actually taken over from the coaching side now, which has been great, um, so that's the direction I'm going in now.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome, and so it's it's strange because like even back when, God, six seven years ago, when I was managing gyms, you know, you'd you'd almost see it was that kind of first early signs of little bendy tripods with phones clipped in. That the you know, it was kind of just, and I would be sitting there going, what like. What, what are you doing? Like just train, your, <laughs> yeah, train your client. But like fast forward six years, it's like wow, this is just—it's an incredible way of obviously showing proof of concept, showing how you coach, you know, engage yeah. your audience, etc. So, why is why is video now so important for marketing with PT, but and also specifically like online coaching businesses? Do you think? Well,
1: yeah, that's a really good question. I think and. The thing with video is it's always been, it's always been huge. We like it as humans. We like visual concepts. We like visual things that we can look at. And that's the reason why we watch TV. That's the reason why we watch Netflix. That's the reason why we consume videos on YouTube. And since the pandemic happened, uh, video content has rose uh, in consumption by over 50%, which is massive. And basically short, shorter form content has came to the forefront. Of social media uh, for online coaches. Now, the big problem I found uh, in my online coaching business, I was doing lots of long form content, and it wasn't getting. Uh, it was a really good message, and it was solid messaging, and it was speaking specifically to my people who I wanted to help. But no one was consuming it. I was like, I was baffled as to why no one was consuming these videos. I was putting a lot of time and effort into them, and I was hardly getting anything back off them. And I was doing everything right. So, what I found was over time, sh- shorter form content um, became massive. So the rise of TikTok, we got YouTube Shorts now, we've got Instagram Reels now, we've got stories everywhere. We've got Facebook Stories and Sub Stories, even LinkedIn Stories now, and people consuming them, consuming and consuming, consuming and consuming. Now, what's happened is over the last few months is these social media platforms have basically got competitive with each other and they're really trying to compete with each other. So if you look at Instagram, who have took rails and competing with TikTok and they're just trying to make them better. So if you're posting uh, your messaging as an online coach to your audience in shorter form, it's typically getting more and more reach than a longer form piece of content would. And reach on photos and carousels and all that stuff is actually going down and the shorter form videos get pushed. So it's really, really important that as online coaches, we put that messaging out in the form that's going to get us the most reach and the most attention, the most eyes on our stuff, because that's ultimately where the lead generation is going to come from, and that's ultimately where our sales are going to come from in our business.
0: Yeah, no, it's huge that, mate, because like, oh God. yeah, I guess a year and a half ago we were doing like, IGTV and you know your 10, 15 minutes of yeah. And it's it's almost it feels like almost counterintuitive as a coach because what you want to give is like the reasons why behind this is this and that is that. And yeah, you say you sit back, you know, like, oh God, like have I said something wrong, or is that not yeah, yeah. not right, it was a light, do you know what I mean? And it was just yeah. too damn long, wasn't it?
1: That's the thing, it is. The, what you, what would, what I was doing, what other coaches are doing, what I'm finding clients are doing now is, they're giving really solid messaging and giving tons and tons of value, but it's just too long. Mm. People haven't got the attention span all the time to sit there and consume a 15 minute video, especially mm. in the middle of the day. Might have it later on at night if you do a video to consume it. Um, but what what I always say to clients now is, with your video content, just get to the point. Like, people want to know what you're talking about. It's like the first five to 10 seconds of your video should literally be you telling them what they're about to watch. <laughs> um, like seriously. So, like, so for example, in, if you're talking about uh, a calorie deficit or how to do a pull-up, literally tell them in this video, I'm going to show you how to do a pull-up. I'm going to show you how to best get into a calorie deficit. Yeah. Like, and basically you're making that person aware of it. And, um, yeah, it's it's super important, to be honest. It's
0: mad because thinking back now, like, the, the influence, oh, you, you've got to call him an influence, and Mr Smith and the oh, yeah and, Yeah. But, like, everyone was kind of, everyone kind of jumped on the bandwagon of just basically swearing and using the C-bomb. And, and what mm. it wasn't that, it was the fact that he was doing exactly what he said, wasn't it?
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They, poof, that, yeah. That's what you want to know. That's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing that's really, really engaging and it doesn't always make it the most popular and it can be quite scary as an online coach because you're going to polarise people is just literally say something that's really going to polarise people. Like just put out like a really polarising statement that some people will clearly disagree with and some people will love you for. Mm. And I remember someone saying, I can't remember who it was, someone said, if you put out stuff that you truly believe in, that really can help people you will get some people that don't like your stuff and that's fine like yeah. these people are never going to buy off you. these people are never going to want your help anyway and what you end up with is a, is a following that's actually really engaged and really into your stuff that love your stuff that will share your stuff that will save your stuff and ultimately help you grow on socials which is ultimately the end goal of it
0: yeah it's massive isn't it and it comes like, that.
1: like what you said about Mr. Smith is yeah. actually right. He, he will put out very polarizing statements. Some people will be really offended by it, some people will love it. And what he, but what he ends up with is loads of people just love him. Yeah. He's actually really good at what he does, to be fair.
0: Yeah,
1: he's pretty
0: yeah, I've lo- like taken on quite a lot. Like listen, like I think I was one of those that didn't like him at the beginning, but then Actually, as you, you get to know him, don't you? You get to know him more and more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his podcasts and stuff, but, um, but it's a big one now because I think you know a lot of coaches uh, speaking for like for, like three and a half, whatever thousand we've got in Pure Gym, and also you know just the industry in general. It's that fear of being too specific. And being too di- direct in a certain way, where they want to try and is that trying to please everybody scenario, isn't it? Trying to please, yeah. everybody, you end up not reaching them because the message is so diluted.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Over the next over the next few months, with the big push for video on Instagram specifically, but also with TikTok and YouTube starting to compete as well. Um, what you're going to see is a lot of really poor video content being put out. And a lot of messages just being lost in video. Mm-hmm. So what you'll end up with is people going, well, I've, I've started all this video stuff and I've done all this video stuff and I'm really trying my best to do it and it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will work if you really put your time and effort into that video content. Now, one thing I am saying to a lot of people is if you if you really like doing carousels, for example, or you really like photography and you like posting, don't stop posting that stuff. That's still engaging stuff that will engage people and do what you love to do and don't put all your emphasis on video as such, but video will be getting more and more reach and Instagram specifically and Facebook will be pushing video content more and more and more
2: Mm. to
1: the point where it will just reach more people. So it just makes logical sense to actually get on video. And that's easier said than done sometimes as well, if I'm honest. Um, I'll tell you a quick story about my when I was in my sort of one-to-one PT days, when I when I was in like commercial gyms and stuff, I remember I wanted to start a YouTube channel, and basically uh, I was terrible at speaking. I literally couldn't speak to anyone. I couldn't speak to a camera. And I remember filming myself, and I, th- I think it was like uh, how to make protein porridge or some something stupid, yeah. and it was the worst YouTube video you've ever seen in your life. I think I still got it on my YouTube channel. I post it because. It just shows like the difference in what practice yeah. can actually do so, yeah. Um but that perseverance will absolutely pay off with video, um, and it will pay dividends because people get more engaged by it.
0: Yeah, it's so nerve wracking though, isn't it? We did our we did our first. Well, we're on video freaking all the time now, but we did our first in like in person in front of the camera uh, at half a day a couple of weeks ago and we haven't it for like two years now we literally have it for two years and oh god mate it was
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's tough mate like i still get it now like even i do podcasts now i speak to clients on zoom we do video consultations and uh, we do role plays and stuff like that and um it's still nerve-wracking now even after you know five years of speaking into a camera like nearly every day practicing it it's still nerve-wracking. You still get yeah. that little butterflies. But at the end of the day, the people who you want to help want to hear what you've got to say.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, if your target audience is, um, if you're a PT in Puyallup, for example, and you want to target women between 14 and 50, and you're speaking specifically to them, then people want to hear what you've got to say because they want your help. Mm. They, they do want your help. So and There is people that need the help, so by getting on video, you're not only doing yourself a service, you're actually doing potential clients at the service as well. Yeah, uh, and I've been guilty of that myself where I've just been like, Oh, can't get on videos, can't do that today, god. And then all of a sudden, it's like I've come across someone, it's like, oh, I love your videos, I, I can't believe I didn't do that one. You know what I mean?
0: It is mad, isn't it? Because you think about and you've probably been there, and I've been there. And back in the day, when I was a PT, is like, why, why am I not getting more leads? Why don't doesn't anyone want to buy off me? Well, effectively, you haven't told anybody what you do, who you are, how you can help. Like, unless you put it out there and create awareness, it's never gonna. People are never gonna know. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. That. Um, so talking on that, mate. How as a new PT or coach, can someone overcome like camera shyness or just generally improve their camera skills? Do you think? Oh, frozen. there we go
2: Great. I
0: was just saying on on that if you're a new coach new PT you obviously recognise that you know social media is a big asset that you need to tap into to the marketing sense of building your business, mm. you're just shit scared of get about getting on camera and you're not sure what to do or how to do it. What, what kind yeah. Of, yeah how would you overcome that? Or is there anything you like you draw on your experience with clients?
1: Yeah. So essentially, um, there's a few things you can do. and the simplistic thing to say, and it's probably terrible advice because if it was that easy, um, Everyone would do it is literally just start. Like with anything, you're not gonna, you're literally not gonna get better at speaking to a camera unless you're speaking to a camera. Now, a really good technique that I use with clients and myself, and it's a bit weird, but it is what it is. Every morning, when you wake up before you start your work, you have your coffee, you have your, you know, your breakfast, whatever, literally just set your camera up from facing. And this is just talk for as long as you can about what you're going to do that day. So it could be, right, I've got to film a video. I've got to do a piece of content. I've got a couple of PC sessions. I've got to do a few check-ins with online clients. And keep going until your, your, your voice breaks, so your flow of speaking breaks, or you just stop and you just run out of things to say. And just practice that every day. And what you'll notice is the ums and ahs and the um, nerves that you feel about getting onto camera just start to generally fade because you're just getting used to it. Um, what I used to do was I used to record um, like training videos, pre-record them, uh, where I could speak into them and edit them. And then I'd throw them out onto socials rather than doing a live where I'd be more susceptible to people being like, oh, you can't even speak. Yeah. Um, and when I built my confidence up a little bit, I started jumping onto lives, started doing podcasts, I started um, doing more better like tutorials and more better reels and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it comes, it comes through time. It's a skill set in and of itself, speaking. Um, but the biggest piece of advice I can give you is one: get to the point. Uh, like in your message, don't beat around the bush. Um, you know, I see people going on to live, so all the you kind of sit there five minutes without saying anything because I'm waiting for people to log in. Yeah. Just start talking. That's yeah. the first thing. And also, no keep in mind that people who want, who need to hear your message want to hear your message. So the people you're helping, so like I said, use the example of 40-something mums, for example, or um, middle-aged men who are busy and want to get in shape. Then people want your help. So they want to hear you on video. They want to watch your video. Do you want to consume your stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, so have that little bit of self-confidence, really, to go, I I know what I'm doing, and I can deliver that because you're the mm-hmm. expert in your field. And that's mm-hmm. the best piece of advice I can give, really.
0: No, it's a frigging great shout, mate. It's a great shout. You know, we always say that communication is skill, and skills need to be practised. Um, yeah, no, that's a brilliant shout. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like videoing tools um, and like, cause uh, just thinking of like all the guys we work with and it's kind of the amount of time they spend editing and 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 perfecting and it almost gets to the point where it's taken them two weeks to get a forty-second, minute and a half video out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfectionism, isn't it? Um, what are the best practical video tools? would you suggest people kind of go to
1: so the answer to that nick is it actually just depends so if you're making a lot of reels or TikToks and you're trying to grow that following then a simple mobile video editing tool like videoly or InShot or premier rush are my three weapons of choice and um, they will do an amazing job with everything from cuts to using pictures to motion tracking to all the different formats you've got available and um, so if you're just doing short form content they're great um, and fairly easy to use fairly easy to learn if you're doing more complex stuff you can sign up to uh, adobe creative cloud i like to use so premiere rush which is on your phone so if you're if you're editing a video on your phone it will sync to the creative cloud so you'll okay. be able to then edit it onto your laptop as well So, if you make, like, for example, that'd be great if you're making like YouTube videos or longer form content, because you can film it all on your phone. If you haven't got a phone or a camera available to you, so for example, I've got this camera which I use, and I've got uh, a phone that I use as well. So, if I haven't got that camera on me and I just want to get a quick shot of something, then I can just sync that straight away to the computer, which is amazing. It's an amazing tool. Okay. but like video, but with video, because it's, because it is becoming so popular, you're going to see a lot more video editing tools coming out.
0: Yeah.
1: But practically the best at the moment, three weapons of choice I would go to are VideoLeap, InShot, or Premiere Rush.
0: Okay, cool. So if you that Premiere Rush sync from your phone to Adobe Creator, yes, so would probably solve a problem because again, like. With we've got lots of great like what camera should I buy and I can full afford kit and the microphone But realistically, if you've got something that you can get more intricate with your editing on your laptop or just, like you say, yeah. do it on your phone, that would probably be a really good starting point. Hey? Yeah,
1: I mean, for, for a simple 30 to 60-second reel or a TikTok or a short or whatever you're using it for, Will you can, you'll be able to get everything you need from a mobile video editor, mm. but there is a limitation on what you can do on a bit on a mobile video editor. Mm. So if you are getting to get into the more sort of cinematic, you know, YouTube style vlogger style videos, you will need some more intricate work doing, which can be done on uh, the Adobe uh, Creative Cloud, basically, which includes Photoshop and Premiere Pro, and Premiere Rush, all the rest of it. So. Mm. There's a lot of decent tools there. But as a start point, just get yourself used to using a mobile video editor. I mean, that yeah. is a great start point. Um, but like anything, it, it, like what you said about um, the best camera to use or the best lighting to use or whatever, the best camera to use actually is just the one that you've got on you at the time.
2: Mm.
1: You know, a, mo- a, mo- right. <laughs> a mobile phone will do a good job. Mm. It, will, it will do a good job. Um, if you want to get into like, more sort of professional style cameras, then that's fine. Um, I can give you some advice on that. But as a start point, if you're new to video and you're new to getting on video, just practice with a front, your front facing camera, just speaking yeah. into it. That, that's a great start.
0: And like, with, ed- with editing, because we either pay someone to do it or we don't edit. <laughs> like, <literally. laughs> um, as you'll probably find out when you hear, them, when you if you listen to podcasts back, we just don't edit. Um, <laughs> um, i think our editing skills is adding cow noises in randomly to make sure people are like <laughs> listening <laughs> <laughs> um, but would you say is there any common things that people are actually spending way too much time on in the editing front which mm. in reality really doesn't matter
1: yeah so um first things first if you have um a 15-minute live video or a 15-minute blog that you've done or a YouTube video that's just sitting there doing nothing. Mm. I'm coming across a lot of people at the moment that are doing these really drawn-out long form pieces of content that they just don't need. So for example, people are doing like top 10, top 10 ways to get in shape or top yeah. 10 ways or top 10 lean protein sources. So essentially what you've got there is 10 pieces of content. That you could short form it so mm-hmm. for example instead of doing your top 10 do yeah do your top 10 video great you can film all that at once it might take you 45 minutes to an hour to film that but then you can chop that up and repurpose it into 10 single bits of content mm-hmm. so it's a big mistake that people are making in the sense that they're doing a load of hard work on this long-form piece content and just throwing it out there and then trying to do another form a piece mm-hmm. piece of long-form content throw that out there again where in reality you could chop that long-form content up into lots and lots and lots of valuable pieces of content, which actually is going to get more reach and more attention anyway. Yeah. And actually, you get to the point, a lot more doing that. So, for example, Mm -hmm. instead of doing a top 10, you could have 10 individual pieces of content there, all filmed at once.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is um, a big thing that I'm seeing a lot of people do at the moment, which... Um, it's just unnecessary because what what ends up happening is they starting to stress about longer form and um, c- constant 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 content creation, which you don't need to. Mm. Literally, you can have like a I call it a vault of content. So you could literally have a, a bank or a vault of content sitting there, which you can use on any given day without stressing. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's all you know, it's always going to be sort of relevant and useful. Yeah, and, um, and like, be usable, I guess, as well in the future, isn't it? Hundred percent. Like, there's some things that just won't change. Like, you know, the the protein in a piece of chicken just what, is not going to change. So if you record <laughs> that video, if you like, if you record that video, like it's so obvious, but it's right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it sounds too simplistic in a way, um, but it's so true. Like, like there's loads of things like that. Like the mechanics of a pull-up. I, that's the example I always use. Mm. In reality, it's not ever going to change for yeah you can specify it to one specific person but as a general tutorial like a part of social media yeah for the masses it's not really going to change so once you've done that you can repurpose that to facebook content to linkedin facebook instagram youtube whatever you want it's mega
0: mega advice um oh, i had a question then when you're talking about that Oh, that's really you know. You know when the question comes in and goes out. Yeah, yeah. Shit, it will come to me. It will come to me.
1: Yeah, the, the, the longer form, the longer form content stuff is 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 needed. Like there is a place for it. Um, another good little tip I can give is when you consume, think of how your audience is actually consuming the content. So, for example, if you're training someone who's 50 years old, who works in an office, who is busy all day and got a really high pressure job, they're probably not going to sit there and watch a 20, 30 minute YouTube video, which are yeah. probably not going to do that. Um, whereas if they have five minutes spare in the day and you just quickly watch a, an Instagram reel or a TikTok, that might work. When you consume a YouTube video, people tend to tip the phone into horizontal, yeah. to watch it and it fills the full screen. So when you upload to YouTube, just keep that in mind that most people consume um, horizontally rather than vertically. Whereas on Instagram, we typically consume vertically. So when you're shooting your content, keep that in mind. So what a lot of people tend to do is they tend to tip the phone up and film an Instagram video horizontally and it just doesn't look quite right. Uh, Yeah. So um, you can kind of just, when you're creating that content, really think about how is that person who's watching this video who I'm speaking to going to consume it? So if you're, like, I use the examples of a 50-year-old man who's in an office, really busy, he's probably not going to sit there and watch a 30-minute YouTube video, whereas a university student who wants to just go to the gym a few times a week might have more time to do that.
0: Yeah. Would that ring true for... um, uh, ..subtitles and captions and whatnot? Like for example, if that fifty-year-old man is is on the tube or, or getting the train, having the subtitles and having the captions along the body is that yeah. you to do every video? Or
1: that's a really good question. Actually, eighty percent of videos on social media, I think it's actually upwards of eighty percent now, are consumed in silence. So wow. having subtitles on your videos, I'd say is you're obligated to do it. Wow. Now, there's lots of subtitle generators now. Um, but again, it's one of them things where you, are you going to sit there and correct the artificial intelligence that's generating the subtitles? Yeah. It's a bit time consuming. If you've got a thirty-minute piece of content, it's going to take you a good hour to, to go through it and correct oh, all the yeah. mistakes, which inevitably will happen. Now, on the video editing apps, like Videoleap, um, Adobe Premiere Pro, uh, in short, you can actually insert... Manually the subtitles, you can actually do that, but again, it's quite time-consuming. So, what I would suggest is, if you want to repurpose some of that content, just make sure the subtitles are better in nicely. Um, yeah. But it can be quite time-consuming just to go through it and make sure.
0: Yeah, what what would you say the most time-consuming thing is of, of of editing? And once you've filmed the video or the the, the show or whatnot, what would you say? The most, yeah, time-consuming thing is that people spend time on. And
1: yeah, the most, by far, the most time-consuming thing is one, subtitles, and two, actually cutting out the ums and ahs, So literally ciphering through and cutting out the dead space in your videos.
0: People do that. Oh my god.
1: People actually do it. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's Um,
0: how. Yeah, that's why we don't edit.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's massively, massively time consuming. And you'll see it on videos. Like, you'll probably notice it more now. I've said it. If you look, go onto Instagram, you will literally see someone's head being this way.
0: Speaking. It's almost a style um, now. I just thought it was, yeah. like, a trend and a style of people, um, you know, of those, those
1: videos. I just thought it was a... basically cutting out that space. It's basically cutting out that space.
0: Wow.
1: Um, now what you can do it, it, if you if you've got the ability to do it is have two camera setup so you would have one camera facing this way one camera facing this way and to avoid that it's called a jump course so jumping and cut of course yeah and um, to, to avoid that sort of jumpy look, you just flash between cameras and cross out the dead space. If that yet. makes sense so that's another yeah. good option I do that sometimes with when I'm doing a two camera setup filming. Uh, like an interview of some sort so it gives it quite a nice mentally engaging yeah switch between angles if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah that's a good shout um and talking about talking about repurposing content and that content blocks we i think we we refer to it as like content clusters of the same thing really like yeah and so if I guess I guess my question is going towards consistency and frequency on social media is is probably a massive is a massive challenge for, for mm. coaches and for PTs in general, of having to get that kind of balance, I guess, and, and also doing it enough where they're going to see the return where you know what happens, they do it once or twice, don't get anything, get bored, and then don't do it, and then complain they're not getting these and it doesn't work. 100%. <laughs> um how would you go like if you were to give advice, like generic advice on how to plan your kind of month, let's say, of the amount of time, and I know this is objective because it takes people different times due to ability and experience, but if someone's one of the questions that's popped up is like, how much time should I invest in this? Because I've got my 12 hours on the gym floor, I've got my clients, I've got my programming, I've got what
1: yeah. Yeah. As, a, as, a, as an online business owner. Um I was in that position so i was the one to one pc on the gym floor
2: mm. with no
1: online presence at all and i needed to change it but i was scared to post every day i thought i was gonna annoy people i thought i was gonna lose all my following
2: yeah
1: and and also just getting the um mix taken out it by, by your mates by putting out all this content it's like it happens in the whatsapp group and you get all the messages and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. um and people just get put off by it Um now I kind of swallowed that pill of I need to do this, and what I done was I posted every single day, uh, sometimes twice a day, and I was so consistent. And as a result of posting every single day, and it wasn't necessarily video content every day. Maybe it'd be a picture one day. It would be a carousel a few days, a few videos, few reels, whatever it was. And but I post every single day, mm-hmm. and I had. But what but what happened was I had no structure. It was literally just throwing stuff out there and seeing what yeah. happened. Over the course of about a year and a half, I'd gone from about 90 Instagram posts to about 600 Instagram posts in a year. And it was amazing to see the difference. And what I'd done was, I literally was checking my insights every day. So who was watching my stuff? Who were the people that watched my stuff? At what time were they watching? And where were they watching? So when you look at them insights, it gives you a real breakdown. So I got to a point where I was, so basically my setup now is I post three to four videos per week and two carousels per week. And then on, a, on the odd day, I might post a single photo,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but as a main point, three to four videos, three to four carousels, and one single photo post. And that seems to work, but again, it's different because I've pivoted away from online coaching slightly and going yeah. into video, in fact, heavily into video. So my all my content now is video related helping online coaches but again it's pure consistency it's not a magic pill that happens overnight yeah. it's not um you know if you're not getting leads like high level of lead generation from highly qualified leads on a regular basis it is something to do with the marketing that you point out it's there's a problem within there somewhere yeah and to say, like, oh, it's not working for me, or so, oh, or Instagram doesn't work for me. Yeah. Instagram does work, mm. Facebook does work. Mm. There's nothing wrong with Facebook, they're making billions and trillions of pounds a year. Mm. It's something to do with my marketing, your marketing, whoever's marketing. Mm. If they're not getting the right people through the door, it's something within that. Mm. But video is just a great way to sort of transcend that message, yeah, Better, if that makes sense, yeah,
0: 100%. And I think if you're going off that you know that kind of 60 70% video you know ratio of what you put out on content um probably be a good i guess a good marketer but then you know i think there's a lot to be said for you putting in that year and a half of just consistently graft right
1: yeah it yeah 100% been yeah, like the way the way I view it now is, it's just a key component of my business. Mm-hmm. It's just my job. So me and Stu talk all the time, and I say the analogy I use is Gordon Ramsay is a great chef, but that doesn't run in the restaurants. That doesn't get people through the door. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's not cooking every single meal specifically, he owns the restaurant, but he's he's got other people. Mm-hmm. But it's the marketing and the and the the know how and the the online presence and everything that goes into mm. that, that drives people through his door, mm. not the actual cooking itself. If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, one hundred percent
1: So, for example, like I was always back in my I'm in my mid-30s now. Um back in my twenties when I was heavily into one-to-one PT. I would be like, like I just want to do PT. I don't want to do the sales, I don't want to do the marketing, I don't want to do the rest, the other side of it. I'm just yeah. passionate about one-to-one training. But I was always sort of flying around looking for new leads, always flying around looking for new clients to come in and struggling to pay the bills and all that stuff. And I've been that person, so I know that struggle. So the, my number one piece of advice is, if you're serious about one-to-one and if you're serious about online coaching, it is part of your job. It is your job role to be on social media, to be that presence. Yeah. Because if you're not, you just you haven't really got a business anymore. Like, yeah. To be blunt about it. Or oh, it's just the right place at the right time. Here, there, yeah. no control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. might get, yeah, you you might be on the gym floor, and you might just get someone randomly walk in and want your stuff, but you can't rely on that. Mm.
0: And talking about that, in regards to, you know, what I guess what type of content when it comes to because there's a, that, there's a bridging the gap of let's have been let's have been um, I've got my consistency on social media. I'm giving a variety of different types of content pointing out there, but I'm actually just not, I'm not getting the inquiries, and not getting the leads. You know, what type of content would get more eyes on that, would improve um, the targeted message to people, the leads, and just generally yeah. kind of bring that position to you?
1: Again, good cool, cool question. So um, I'm going to talk, specifically about video but this can apply to any piece of content first thing is first say let's say you have a 60 second video first 10 seconds should be the hook you need to grab their attention you need Mm -hmm. to give them a reason why they need to watch that video or read the the copy or read the carousel you have to give them a reason to tell them why they should watch it and what they're about to watch so that just creates that awareness and that gets them hooked Second thing is, make sure you're speaking directly to the person. So no generic stuff, like quotes are great, but they're not really specific to anyone. Yeah. Make sure you're solving to, directly to a person. And then basically solve a problem for them. Basically, touch a pain point and solve the problem. Simple yeah. as that. And spend 20 to 30 seconds doing that. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's literally just solving the problem. Like I see online coaches and PTs putting out really generic stuff like best sources of protein, yeah, best, you know, number one resistance exercise for your legs or whatever it is. And it's great, but it's, it's not, it's for everyone. You're not directly speaking to someone. Okay. So spend 10 seconds of your video, hooking them, touch your pain points, solve the problem. And then. I think that a lot of people don't do is massive calls to action. So yeah, give them a reason to, you know, give them a really simple pathway to your bio, to a free training, to your email. Let's give them a really easy way to sort of access that. Yeah, Again, um, video is a great way of doing that, mm. but it can be applied to any piece of content really.
2: Mm. So,
1: so it's free that's, areas that's the, the four-step process that I use for pretty much every piece of content now. So it's hook, touch the pain points, solve the problem, give them a call to action of some sort, And it doesn't even have to be a hard call to action. It, it can just be, leave a comment, let me know what you think. Just something that's gonna drive engagements a little bit.
2: Mm.
1: So like a polarizing, I'm not a massive fan of polarizing stuff, but it can be really, really effective. In fact, it yeah. is really, really effective. With
0: those hooks, right? If so, just I'm just thinking from a PT's perspective, because um, I know that these are, I mean, these are questions we get all the time. Yeah. If you're putting out content and that immediate, we call it. It's almost like that, literally that first at a glance, going through the feed, isn't it? That you need to literally grab them by the throat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speak yeah, yeah. And
0: make them. So, is the most important thing in that to get them to read more, how obvious and direct that hook is, whether it's a caption, how bold it is, how easy it is to read, how direct it is?
1: Okay. So, it could literally be like, like, snap, like, literally snap them out of the days of scrolling through, literally clap your hands to the screen. And then the biggest mistake I see people do is they'll say, my name's Steve from HD Creative. and I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this. It's just taking too much time. Just yeah. say, in this video, I'm going to talk to you about so-and-so. Mm-hmm. This is how you do this. This mm-hmm. is what you do to do this. Are you feeling like this? If so, do this.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: just a strong hook. But literally, it can be like jumping into your screen. It can be clapping. It can make a loud noise. It mm-hmm. could be doing You It could be doing something interesting like a how-to, a top three. I'm going to give you three ways to do this.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's, it sounds straightforward, but just basically cut the fluff. Like, you don't need to introduce yourself. You don't need to um address any other issues. Just literally just tell them what they're about to watch. Here are three ways to do X. Here are how to do X. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Simple,
1: it's simple stuff. But... A lot. It's it's simple stuff, but what a lot of people that just tend not to do.
0: It's overthinking as well, isn't it? It's overthinking the whole process as well. Yeah. You know, just thinking about that, you almost want to over-explain your points and why and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it's like you say that you've got couple. We've got a couple of seconds to grab people and make them want to
1: make stand out with all the dogs. One hundred percent make it just time it three to eight seconds the first three to eight seconds of the video should literally be you telling the viewer what you're about to watch Mm. simple as that like it doesn't have to be anything more complicated this is how you do this how to do this
2: Mm. top
1: three ways to do this um it could even be something like um a picture of some sort, so if, if there's a trending topic in the fitness industry, say, and it's a big contentious point that we're talking about, so say it's a celebrity who's lost a load of weight on this random diet, you could literally put a picture of that celebrity and say, have you seen this? Gives people a reason to watch. Yeah. Because if they haven't seen it, then they want to see it. Or if they have if they have seen it, they want to know your opinion on it because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're seen as an authority figure within your profession.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So anything
1: like that can be used as a hook. Um, what I don't like to see though is like when people like introduce themselves in the video because it's it's just yeah. not needed. They know who you are because they're following you. Yeah. This is Steve from HD Creative. I don't need to say that. Like I, I just don't need to say that at all. It's just wasting five seconds of someone's time. Yeah, that's a great.
0: Like, shout. That's a great shout. And how? And we we. We're big advocates as well as you, as, as you're just not asking for the business. You know, you're not having that bridge between your marketing and your sales through a call to action. And a lot of, you know, the big fear of trainers is that I'm doing too much or I'll annoy people or, or, or you know, are they just thinking I'm trying to sell them something or... Yeah. or if if I was a trainer, I'd say, how? What the hell should I do with calls to action? How often should I do them? How should I word them? What would
1: your advice be to? Be to? Yeah, I give my. I, I think value comes from showing someone the benefits of doing something, rather than a feature of your service. Yeah. So, if you show someone a benefits, for example, if you show someone, like if you're feeling pretty lousy because you're ten pounds overweight yeah. and you can't seem to shift it, this is what this person's done within the program to get to this point, and this is the result that they've got. That's showing some value of how you've helped someone achieve a goal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're saying this person, my app, and I've shown in these videos, and it's it's kind of showing off the feature of your service rather than yeah. showing them a benefit of why they should use your service.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so you can portray more value, I find, through showing someone the benefits of actually solving a problem. Yeah. And how you've helped them do it rather than um showing them a feature, if that makes sense. So a hundred percent. If you sign up to if you sign up to me, you're gonna get this, this, and this.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, well, I could do that with anyone. I can get that on YouTube.
0: And that's the big that's one of the it's so hard to articulate that, isn't it? From like from us working with PTs, it's so hard to articulate that because we live in the world, well, they come from the world of sixty minutes equals quid times twenty. and so when they then go to kind of online, it's like, what's the difference, and how do I price it, and why would it do that? And come and try this online coaching. How do I describe it? I'm like, get rid of the label, get rid of all that shit, and tell people what it's going to do for them. Because ultimately, that's what they'll pay for. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And and um, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a video geek, so. (laughs) <laughs> like i'll always up video but video is just a great way of portraying that value you can yeah. literally show someone like this is the pain that you're feeling this is what you can do to solve it and this is what i can this is how i can help you solve it yeah it's but you're not talking about like the ins and outs of what you do yeah. you're not talking about the intricacies of your personal training session like literally yeah. like i've never been the most technical personal trainer on the like, I just nail solid basics all the
2: time.
1: Mm. Um, but I, And I know really solid technical personal trainers, but you can't get booked. Yeah. Because they're so focused on, I'm doing these te- technicalities within the session, but actually, they're not showing anyone the benefits at all. Yeah. Um, and you just can't seem to, like, sort of grasp the concept. But yeah. when you go online, you know, you'll really struggle if you don't do that, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, you
0: have but. to, don't you? It's, it's yeah. a- yeah, absolutely. Like saying, we've known so many people who are so passionate about the, the, the technique and the training themselves and the knowledge is just unreal. But the end of the day, if you can't apply that knowledge and articulate that knowledge in yeah. terms that your clients can understand, it's it's useless. It's just a, it's useless, isn't it? I mean, if yeah, you can't use that information
1: true. to help people, yeah. I mean we talked about this on Manus podcast the other day, like you know, if I can't if I can't drive people through the door, if I can't lead generates, if I'm not speaking to that person and showing them the benefits of what they can do and help showing them how I can help them solve a the problem, it's not gonna pay my bills. Like mm-hmm. I can be the best person in the world, but if I can't pay my bills, i have to go and work in Astor or stack shelves somewhere or you know, go and Yeah, make, effectively go
0: and- it's a hobby, isn't it? If you if you can't yeah. Business. You're doing it because you love it. It's a hobby. It's not a profession. It's not a business.
1: Exactly. And a lot of people, yeah. a lot of PCs and online coaches fall into that, um, fall into that trap of the lifestyle. They love the lifestyle. They love yeah. getting into the gym, training a few people, having a trainer session themselves, walking to the supermarket, coming back, doing another few sessions and going home. Like that's the kind of but you don't think about, oh, I need to spend a whole I need to book out a full morning to do some content creation.
0: Yeah.
1: I need to book out a full afternoon to um, get some awareness out there, do some outreach. It's like, they just don't think of it like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm, like, I am like, know if can see behind me, I mean, we may do time block everything now. So we have a time block for the podcast. We have a time block for content creation. We And we time block everything. So everything in the week is kind of set out how we like it. Um, and it's not perfect. There's some days where we'll have to, you know, pull 12, 15 hour days, but, you know, it is what it is. But on yeah. Ninety percent of the time, we manage our time pretty well. Yeah. We have we have a nice life, and we're not stressing over. You know, I need to create a video today, or I need to do the Instagram live, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because
1: it's all just it's all just set in stone. And once you've got that, and you can sort of grasp that as a business owner, that it's it is a business. It's not just a lifestyle. Yeah. That's when you're going to separate yourself from being a good PC, good sort of technical PC to. An outstanding PC and business owner. Yeah,
0: no, it's a great show. And um, one last question, mate. Um, a lot of new PTS are, uh, are watching this. Are going to be watching this back as well when we when we ping it out and on yeah. yes, as well on the podcast. Um, if you're going to say if you're going to, uh, it's really really difficult question. This, but if I was starting out, I've got one or two clients. I want to get into this online thing. I've taken those tips, which are just so applicable and easy to use. Should I spend an hour a day just creating those habits to creating content, whether I put it out or not, just getting in the habit of that? Or do you reckon just jump on, like you said, in the morning and do that? If there's like one thing they could do every day to support them getting better at this, more comfortable would that be?
1: Yes, 100%, you have to, if you're new and you're getting into uh, one-to-one personal training or online coaching, take content creation very, very seriously. My advice is put one to two pieces of quality content out per day, specifically speaking to your audience, one of which has to be video to start because it's gonna have more reach, gonna reach more people and more eyes gonna be on your stuff if you do video. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that because I'm a videographer. I'm saying that because that's just the way social media yeah. is at present. It could change in the future. It could go back to photos and all that stuff. But right now, it's heavily focused on video. Mm. Second thing is get really, really focused on content repurposing because it's going to be your best friend down the line. So like I said before, if you do like top threes, top fives, top tens, it's, that's great to start because if you do a top, top 10 ways to get in shape you can then split that down to shorter form content and have maybe five to ten pieces of shorter form yeah. as well as a long form piece so what you could do is you could put your long form piece of content on youtube and then repurpose it into smaller clips for um instagram for tiktok whatever platform you're uh, focusing on and then what I like to do now is I like to use shorter clips on my Instagram to pop, to poke people towards my podcast. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I will I will take a clip from the podcast and I will put that on my Instagram. And at the end, I'll give them a call to so action to go and watch the podcast on Spotify or on YouTube or whatever.
0: Which is um, the longer so,
1: piece, which is the longer form, right? Which is the longer piece that they yeah. digest on a dog walk or when you are on the yeah. treadmill, doing the 10,000 steps or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my number one piece of advice: make content, but then make content repurposing your best friend because you're going to have some content like just won't it just won't change ever. So mm-hmm. if you're if you've got a high quality piece of content there, just keep it stored on a Google Drive on your laptop on your mm-hmm. phone that you can just refer to whenever mm-hmm. you want. So if there is a day where you're not feeling great or you get COVID or whatever it is, yeah, that you can literally just go, mate, I've got a piece of content there I can put out and it's valuable and it keeps me going over. And you can actually schedule it all as well now. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's bang on, mate. It's bang on. Mate, this has been class and I'm just conscious of time, but this has been so, so useful for everyone really. And I've learned loads as well.
1: Um yeah, I hope you get a lot of value out of it, to be fair. Like I mean the content repurposing side of things has been massively, massively beneficial to me over the last mm-hmm. few months. I mean I'm, I'm putting out content now that I can, in theory, I could recycle my content over and over now for mm. a few years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, like in six months' time, your following will look a lot different from what it looks like now. So if you gain 1,000 followers over the next six months, then 1,000 followers won't score back for your Instagram and watch the Instagram yeah. Live from six months ago. They'll, they'll want to watch something relevant at that particular time. So you repurpose that, put it out in six months' time. No one's going to remember that piece of content from six months ago. Yeah. So it can just be reused and re- reused and reused and reused. And then um, it loses no value. It Like, over time, it loses... Other than the fact that it might look a bit dated over time, but then you can refill it anyway.
0: Yeah. No, it's bang on, mate. And where... This, there's so much to learn, I guess, from a from a PT perspective in this world. Like, um, are you doing anything in regards to helping PTs with the editing and the filming side of things?
1: Yes, Yeah, So at the moment, I'm doing thirty day, uh, thirty pieces of video content in thirty days. So what the offer is is if you want help with repurposing a piece of content over the next thirty days, I will repurpose it totally free of charge and uh, you can use that through social media whenever you want if you want if you have like a dormant youtube channel or some instagram tvs that aren't getting the reach that you want or instagram lives or facebook lives that are just sitting there basically doing nothing then i can repurpose it all and pull up yeah. all that bits of content for you and basically create a bank of amazing content for you which is all, all right. subtitled and all that stuff so that's what i'm heavily focusing on at the moment it's great for pts because they can just create the contents as one off and then i'll just repurpose it all for them which is amazing yeah. for them because they don't have to worry about it to be fair um but yeah that's where i'm currently at um i'm getting into just going off track a little bit uh, i'm getting into course creation as well so online coaches who want to just create online platforms and all that stuff so that's what um, some of my clients focus on now as well, but awesome. as a start point, mate. I hope you've all got value from that because oh, it's mega. It's mega.
0: Me. It's mega. And from one, from my perspective as well, if there's one thing that PT should be outsourcing, it's 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 this.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, all the stuff that takes a lot of time and a lot of stress away from you is worth doing.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Absolutely.
1: Um, if, you're spending, if you're spending, you know, eight to 10 hours on the gym floor every day, the last thing you need when you're going over to be stressing about a piece of content, mate. Why I don't edit? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You could tell, you'll tell by the podcast, I just don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> Except for animal noises now and again, but.
1: That's, As I said, mate, if you want me to pull some, um, if you want me to pull some clips from this and uh, just sort of spruce them up a little bit that you can use, I'll happily do yeah. that for you.
0: I'd be ace mate and if they, the guys are interested in that where can they this is more from the podcast side of things and I'll put you um,
1: yeah so you, I'm on Instagram uh, it's at Steve underscore HD Creative uh, uh, Steve HD Creative on Facebook um, yeah that's where you can find me Um, if you follow me um, I'll follow you back send me a DM we can talk about it um, I'll send you the link anyway mate and you can mock it with me
0: yeah we could awesome mate Mate, really appreciate your time. This has been uh, awesome. Really appreciate it, mate. No
1: problem, mate. Like, um, I know, I, I kind of, I know the struggle of it because I've been, I've been in the situation where I've been that PC and I've been that online code to struggle with it, and I've kind of come out the other end of it and seen the benefits of it. Mm. So hopefully, all the people watching this will get the benefit too.
0: Nah, no, it'd be mega, and and I definitely put a little few bits at the bottom as well. So if anyone's got any questions and. I'm sure it'd be great to get you back on in a couple of months as well.
1: And yeah, hundred percent, mate. I'll um any questions I need answering, I'll happily jump on with you at some yeah.
0: Wicked, mate. Legend. Thanks very much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate your time. Cheers, buddy. Take care. See you later. Thanks, All mate. Right, bye,